Hey, great day. So before we get into today's podcast episode, I have a huge announcement. We are bringing back the Abundant CEO Private Practice Bootcamp. This is a three-day virtual party that I'm inviting all mental health therapists that either want a private practice in the next six to 12 months, or you already have had a private practice, maybe for the last year, five years, or even over a decade, but you want to understand wealth and cash flow in your company. You want to learn how to show up as a CEO and work more on your business versus in your business. Maybe you want to assess the health and the wealth of your current or future private practice to really see if you're on the right path to increasing your revenue, to growing your practice, maybe to streams of income later, or maybe even a group practice. Bottom line is you will walk away from this three-day bootcamp clarifying and understanding your niche, understanding how to show up as an abundant CEO, and most importantly, assessing the health of what you believe is a profitable private practice. So head down to the show notes and go to the link drtk.com forward slash links and sign up for the bootcamp. I'll see you there. Now let's head into the podcast episode. Welcome to the Branding for Abundance podcast. My name is Dr. TK. I am a licensed clinical psychologist and success coach. My goal on this podcast is to simply teach you how to proclaim your victory in your relationships, academic and career endeavors, business, money, and your mindset. Learn some simple tools and techniques to brand your life for abundance and live your epic lifestyle. Hey everyone, welcome to the Therapists Deserve Abundance podcast. This is Dr. TK. And in today's video, we will be talking about some of the things that you want to have in place in order to start your online business. And so, first of all, I want to say happy Mental Health Awareness Month. Um, for those of you who are new to my channel and or my podcast, I am a licensed clinical psychologist. I am located in Los Angeles, California, and I am a wife. I am a mother of two boys. And I have a full-time home-based business right here in this uh, CEO cave, okay, that I like to call it. And so um, one of the reasons why I chose this topic today is that one, the give back is real. Over time, I have changed the audience that I serve, especially when it comes down to my digital products. Nevertheless, a lot of people in my ecosystem that's been kind of connected with me or following me over the last 10 years, they have known me for building businesses from scratch. And so with that said, I wanted to make sure that I could put some content out there so that it can go beyond the therapist and anybody can benefit on the information that I have to provide. And so with that said, I want to welcome you to um, how to start an online business step one. So clearly when you see step one, that means that there's going to be multiple steps. And so before I get started, I am streaming this live. And so if you wouldn't mind, head over to the comment box. You can either put a hey, hello to let me know that you can hear me okay, everything is great, and or you can let us know where are you tuning in from, what city, state, and or country are you tuning in from, and while you do that and get acclimated with one another, I'm going to go ahead and dive in, okay? So let's first talk about the topic of back to the basics. Back to the basics for me really means looking at what were the foundational things that I had to make sure that were in place in order for my business to be successful. 
So granted, even though I've had multiple streams of income and under different business structures, I have had a lot of experience making a lot of Uh, I'm going to say life uh, learning experiences, but some people may coin them as mistakes, especially when it comes down to either having a brick and mortar business, which is a office front and or having an online business. But as you and I know, a lot of businesses that did not exist before 2020 are now up and running. And we can probably agree that a lot of the businesses that got up and running in the last one to two years may not be as equipped to sustain their business as they move forward. And so I want today to cover the three things that you want to make sure that you have in place either before starting your online business, if that is the direction that you are going. Maybe if you're a therapist um, listening, you may be taking it from the perspective of, you know what, my private practice is in order or is getting in order and I really want to add another stream of income. So what things do I need to look at? And then let's just say if you're a non-therapist, which is okay, and you really want to have a grip on how to have a successful um, online business, okay? So what I am going to do if you are watching this visually is that I'm going to put up some notes on the bottom of the screen, which are more for your reference of the three things that I am going to be referencing, okay? And so let's go ahead and dive in. Number one is vision, okay? So when you think about vision, the suggestion that I would have is to really go long-term. If you're able to look at your business from a 10-year model, that is great. You do not have to have an entire blueprint mapped out today, but you do want to have an idea of, well, what kinds of things would I want to be implemented inside of my business? Do I want various digital and physical products? Do I maybe one day want to do things in person? Do I want to have a multi-million dollar company or a $250,000 company? Do I want to be in the lifestyle business? Do I want to do video? Do I want to do coaching? You really want to sit down and ask yourself, what is one of your main goals for your business? Okay. And so with the five, I always say five years, even though 10 years will be awesome, is five years should get you to really start turning your wheels to determine what problem you solve. Okay. So this is where I honestly see my clients. And I'm going to say my past clients that were not all mental health professionals when I was first tapping into helping people just get the foundational methods to their business up and running. One of the things that they would run into that I would recognize was that they weren't able to talk about, articulate in words, the problem that they solve. So what you want to think about is as you ask people to pay you for a service or a product, what is that product or service actually going to do for them, right? So if you're a therapist and you do therapy, that can be things like you in DTA, we we call it your framework. We actually just had a coaching call this morning and we help them develop pretty much their own theoretical orientation. But I'm going to give you various examples, whether you are a therapist or a business owner or a future entrepreneur. So let's just say I'm going to use my own experience. Let's just say if I want to work with teens. And so when I worked with teens, the problem that I solved, of course, addressing their mental health diagnoses and where they were 
overall, one of the bigger problems that I was helping solve is to give the teenager a safe space to talk so that they can actually get everything out on the table that may be increasing the severity of their symptoms, right? Because when they have their parent there or their guardian, they may not be able to say everything that they want to say. And so my first stage with connecting with those teenagers was making sure that they understood the limitations, yes, of confidentiality, but that they also understood that I was there to better understand them so that I can help them throughout their treatment journey. Now, let's just say if it's multiple people in a room, when I was working with couples, my main goal and what I solved was their inability to have mature conversations around areas like money, um, raising children, choosing a career, moving in a career, in-laws, intimacy, and so many more things, okay? And so I helped them facilitate in the physical space and in the digital space, mature conversations about topics that they would not have probably otherwise thought of until a problem arise. Um, now, let's just say I'm coaching business owners like therapists. And so if I'm serving therapists in coaching, then one of the problems, and I saw multiple levels of problems, but the biggest one is helping them create a foundational framework for the back office of their private practice business. That's one program. So with that, I may help them, of course, or I do help them create a blueprint. Within the blueprint, we have the B-R-A-N-D framework. So I teach them how to create a five-year blueprint. I teach them how to identify their client avatar or their ideal client, and, I'm, and they're able to market to that ideal client in a variety of ways. We also teach them how to automate certain parts of their back office. We teach them how to identify their expertise so that they can understand their niche. And then, of course, we teach them how to delegate um, in terms of getting things off their plate. And so when I work with my clients, I want to make sure that anything that I do with them, whether it's being a therapist, a psychologist, or working with my coaching clients, that they understand where they are going, that they buy into where they are going, and that I can also be the one, of course, to solve their problem. Because if I cannot, then that means that we may not have an exchange of pay, because why would they pay for something if they don't know if I can fix it? right? So that's the first one is vision. So um, let me know if that was helpful. Um, we're going to move on to number two. So number two is who is your customer and what is their avatar? What is the description of that customer? And so one of the things you want to look at in terms of customer or client, depending on what words you choose to use, is how would you describe your ideal customer or client? So one of the easiest ways that I teach my clients of how to do this is to sit still, sit down, and either pull out a sheet of paper, or if you're more of a visual person, close your eyes and visualize who is a client or customer that you've served in the past or that you provided an offer that you had or a product that you had in the past. They were a happy customer. They were an ideal customer. They partook in or you know, they participated in maybe the services or offer that you had. And they completed it, okay? Because I always look at rate of completion. It doesn't mean that some of your ideal clients won't prematurely drop off in terms of what you're offering them, like therapy or coaching. Nevertheless, for this activity, I would highly encourage you to look at people who have actually completed the process because you can look at them from the beginning phase all the way to the end and any issues that you may have had that you can fix for future clients. And so some of the things you want to take in consideration with Avatar is 
How would you describe your client? And I want you to go beneath the surface, not just age and ethnicity. Definitely tap into socioeconomic status. If you are someone where you want to charge premium dollar for your services or your product, or even if you sell cars, you know, there's a different vibe when you go to a Mercedes Benz dealership versus a Hyundai dealership. They just feel different for whatever reason. Everybody has their own experiences, okay? Um, but another layer that you can use is if you were if you were a fly on your customer or client's wall, like in their house, what would be the words that they're using to describe their problem? If you are a provider or you're a coach and you send people intakes and you've done this in the past, pull out the intakes. What have they said in terms of what their problem is and really where they're quote unquote stuck at because you definitely, for marketing purposes, you want to use their words to attract them more because now you're speaking directly to them. Also with understanding your avatar is you want to know at what level are they currently potentially going to become your customer, okay? So there's something called the three customer lanes. So you want to think about it like a, like a light, okay? Like you're driving and you have to stop at an intersection. So you have the red, yellow, and green light. So when you think about a red lighter customer or client, and this can go across the board to any business, a red lighter is someone who either may not be aware that there's a problem, or even if someone has told them, they're straight up in denial, right? So those people, as you can see, would probably be a little bit more difficult to offer the solution to their problem because they don't even recognize that a problem exists or they deny it, which means that they don't want to know that it exists, okay? So you want to keep this in mind when you are, let's just say, having a consultation because somebody can then move into the yellow light, the yellow lane. And the yellow lane is someone who understands that there's something that needs to be changed, enhanced, or fixed. However, they are very potentially ambivalent to the change. Um, they can also be described as you need to warm them up. So one example would be um, if I look at my coaching business, I have a three-day boot camp coming up for specifically therapists to get an understanding of what does it take to have and manifest a profitable private practice. So we start meeting on Saturday. I'll give some of that information out at the end of this workshop today. But nevertheless, we've had a lot of people because we've looked at our stats. A lot of people have went through a lot of the boot camps or my webinars. They show up to these lives. They are on my email list. They come to my Instagram lives. But sometimes it takes them four, seven, 15, 20 times to push the button and say, I'm ready. I'm going all in. Now, because I understand marketing, I'm perfectly fine with that. But of course, as a business owner, then that makes me start to look at, okay, let's just say if the average was that people needed to see my boot camp five times, I really need to start looking at one, who am I attracting to this boot camp? Meaning, am I attracting people who are not even close to licensure? Because that means that my avatar is wrong in terms of my marketing content, my copy content, my messaging on my signup page. However, if from the stats I realize like, oh wait, a lot of these people are licensed, then the next layer of a question would be, well, do they already believe or are they already profitable in their practice and they're just showing up to a free workshop? 
Because if that's the case, again, my messaging is wrong. And so what am I really saying here? If you do not make sales, if someone does not buy your product or sign up for what you have to offer, don't jump to the conclusion that people don't have the money. Is it that they don't have the money or is it that your messaging on the page that they landed on did not speak to them? Maybe they're not your ideal client. Maybe they need to get on your newsletter or follow you on Instagram or your TikTok and then you nurture them. And nurturing really means that you are providing free or lower cost value as though I'm doing right now, right? I provide a lot of free content on my YouTube channel, on my audio podcast, on Instagram. I'm dabbling with TikTok a little bit, you know, but I don't want to be all over the place. But I also know that a lot of the clinicians that have signed up for our coaching programs, they have actually said, I found you because maybe somebody tagged them on my page. They saw a Facebook ad, but they were able to watch some of my videos. They were able to come and spend three days with me or an hour and a half with me. But nevertheless, I was able to nurture them. It is very rare when we look at our statistics, our numbers, it is very rare that we will get someone who sees me on a Facebook ad, has never heard of me before and immediately signs up for our program. Now it has happened, but it doesn't happen as much as me warming up my audience online. Does that make sense? And so I really wanted to spend a little bit of time on the number two, who is your customer who is your avatar and how... Do you speak to them? Are they a red, yellow, or green lighter, meaning they're ready to go? Because if you don't understand the psychology of how people purchase or invest in your product or service, you're going to continuously beat up on yourself internally, and that will impact your mental health, and that may even make you throw in the towel because you're not looking at all the moving pieces that have to do with someone coming into your ecosystem as a customer or client, okay? So that's number two. Now, number three is what social proof do you have that supports that you can actually solve that ideal customer's problem? So you can see that we're merging number one and number two with have you done any work, whether it be exactly what you're doing right now in your business, maybe you want to do it in your business in the future, but maybe you've had clients that are similar to the problem that you saw right now. So I'll give you a few examples. And so one example that I would have, let's just say if I am a working as a psychologist right now, I can offer one-on-one therapy, but then I may recognize that, well, I think that a lot of my clients will progress when they realize they're not alone. Maybe they can get tips and strategies that are healthy within a group context And also sometimes we don't know that a question is a question that we may have until we get in front of other people that ask the question. And then it's like a light bulb that goes off that says, wow, like I never thought about it like that. So that's the power of groups. So I can move some of my services, if not all of them, from a one-to-one service model to a one-to-many service model, which means that either a small percentage or all of my practice is, you know, doing group services, right? And it just really depends on what problem you're solving. It doesn't make sense to go into a group. You would have to evaluate that. But you can take social proof from you solving someone's problem individually, and then you have to move it over to the context and really test it out. It's called beta or focus groups in therapy, but you really want to test it out to see 
how adequate the group is. So one way that we did this in my private practice, I had a group practice for five years. I had interns and licensed therapists. And what we end up doing is the young women that needed some social skills um, during the summertime because their schedules were more flexible. I got on board. I got one of the interns on board. I trained her to do a certain type of therapy with them. And then we still saw them in individual therapy, but we really wanted to measure how effective seeing them in a group was and what would happen in their individual treatment. Now, we do believe because they did have a baseline of individual services that their um, speedy recovery of their problem in group what you know, it showed up quicker, but also we were able to debrief with them one on one to really see kind of like a focus group or a survey. What was your experience being in the group? And what we realized was individual only took them so far and they really needed to see what other people's experience was with the same problem because it helped them see, oh, well, if they can do it, then I can do it. So what we're really speaking to is that it increased our client's motivation. Okay. Um, Now, if I switch and say, okay, in my coaching business, I serve my clients. Again, the way that I started even the Dope Therapist Academy or coaching clients or therapists for private practice is that it was all based on no marketing, word of mouth. Um, Someone offered to pay me to teach them what I knew about having a solo and a group practice. And that's really how I got into coaching. And then of course I then needed to go, or I chose to go invest in myself because I'm a firm believer that if I'm going to have people invest in me, I need to reciprocate the process and see what it's like to actually be a student in a coaching program where I've had uh, a mix of some one-on-one sessions, but majority of my coaching programs have been all group. And personally, I've had a very good experience, but I believe that it's because I am a self-starter. I know what type of learner I am. I know that I can log into the portal and do the work to execute because I want my investment right back times 30, okay? So you have to know even being a student in another program as you're investing in yourself as an entrepreneur or business owner, what do you expect to get back? Why did you choose that person's program? How can they solve your problem? Are you their ideal client or are you just, I'm going to call it being a course junkie and just signing up for stuff just to say that you're doing stuff because busy doesn't equate to profitability, okay? So needless to say, over time, one of the things I start recognizing across the board is that the therapist started to say, you know, you keep talking about these other therapists. Can I meet them? Because I'm growing my business by myself. And quite honestly, it's feeling lonely. I can't talk to my therapist friends that I used to talk to because our language is different. My mindset is different. I'm thinking about things that they may deem as crazy because it's some big dreams. And so after a few of my clients started saying that, I started surveying my clients. And what I started realizing was that I was getting them a transformation individually, but what would happen when I put them in a group? So I launched the first cohort in 2019 of the Dope Therapist Academy, and it was a success. And over time, I fine-tuned my program to make sure that my clients through testimonials would provide social proof showing that they received a transformation from the program, okay? But also in order to get social proof, you cannot be scared to ask people to give you feedback. If you don't want feedback, how do you know that what you are doing is actually working? Somebody staying in your program for six weeks does not equate to success, okay? 
So those are various ways that you can get social proof if you do not, let's just say, have your um, product or service up and running yet. But really ask yourself, have you done anything similar to solving that problem, but maybe the modality of how you delivered the service was just a little bit different, right? Because at that matter, you still have individual testimonials, okay? Now, my question to you is, how can you get the social proof? And that will be technically like, think about it like your homework. How can you get social proof from your clients? So outside of the therapy world, it's quite easy. You ask people for feedback. If you are a mental health provider and it's therapy, you I hope that you know that ethically we cannot solicit feedback from current clients. But guess what? I believe that they're giving you feedback. You're just not paying attention. If you start a session and you're asking them, how have you been since the last time I seen you? And they start telling you all these wins. Why aren't you documenting the wins? At least even if you don't want to share them yet, at least you know what the wins are. Okay. Um, so what I also want to do as a bonus is really share with you even how I position myself to have live events especially leading up to the Therapists Deserve Abundance Conference. And so I've already mentioned that, you know, I was working with my clients and a lot of them in the beginning phases were saying that I don't want to be by myself anymore. You know, it's lonely out here in these streets, you know, like as a business owner and a therapist. And so one of the things that I started doing is bringing therapists together every so often throughout the year so that one, they can test drive the car, which is myself, if they're interested in getting coaching, investing in themselves to have profitability in a private practice. And then as I got better and better and better, I started hosting boot camps. So we do have a boot camp that starts this Saturday. It's going to be very fun. If you registered for it, make sure that you're checking your email um, because you should have received a link to register to get a Zoom code. I've enhanced this particular three-day bootcamp. This one does not include CEs. For those of you who've been following me for a while, we did two bootcamps where it included CEs, and that was by far like it was so it added another layer of value for the clinicians just to help them see that wow, I can learn information, build my business at the same time, and get CEs, and it's a tax write-off. Come on, y'all. That's like four check marks right there. Plus all the things that we did and talked about in those boot camps. So this upcoming month in May, we are doing a, of course, give back. We're doing a three-day free boot camp. So what's included in the boot camp is day one, we're still going to do, and I say still because some of y'all may have went to a, a previous one. We're going to do an assessment of your business. We are going to interject some new information related to marketing just to kind of tap into where you are in your business. Um, we're also going to do, um, talk, we're going to talk about money and wealth and getting really out of that poverty mindset. And then we're going to talk about how do you take it to the next level in your business and dream big. So if you are a mental health provider and you are within six months of getting licensed and or you are licensed and or you, you can either have or don't have a practice because it is good for you just to assess where you are then all you have to do is go to drtk.com forward slash links and you will see all the things that I have coming up, but you definitely want to get registered for the bootcamp. You will get a short workbook after each day. However, some people that came to the CE version, they were able to get like, you know, the replay 
unlimited. They were able to get some bonuses. And so I do like to put disclaimers out there. That's more of the psychology of how I think, because sometimes I feel like people went to the paid one and they see the free one and they may think that it's the same, that you're getting the same things and you're not. They get, they they got a, a, a good load of implementation workbooks that I hope that they took action on, but we are still going all in for you. I probably explained overly that level and I did not need to, but sometimes people do DM me. So I just like to do it as a disclaimer. All right. So if you are a therapist and you want to come together on Zoom so that we can see one another, but that I can give you this information and you can take fast action, then come. And if you know of any therapist, even if you're not a therapist, share it with a therapist friend. Now, we took it up a whole nother level, okay? Clinicians in my program and or who are not in our programs, but they are in our community on Instagram through our text messages and things like that. They are like, you know what? I want to feel your energy live. I missed out on Vegas. I missed out on signing up for New York. I didn't go to the New York thing that you had last August. So I want to see you this year and our world is open back up again. So we have the first Therapists Deserve Abundance Conference. This right now is our only conference. I know for sure it's our only conference for the whole year. I don't know if this will be repeatable next year, but all I can tell you is that we about to turn up. And the theme of it is how do you get to your next stage of abundance? We have a kicker lineup of speakers that are all mental health providers and scaling their business. We also will be talking about wealth and money. We'll be talking about mindset and becoming the best version of you so that you can reach that level of abundance. We'll be talking about government contracts with money. We'll be talking about your anxiety and how you show up maybe online and maybe you in fear of putting yourself out there in the public. We're going to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly about being an entrepreneur. And you'll also be able to hear from some of my students that will be attending because we will have them sitting on panels, not only talking about the program, but also talking about their experience of becoming a business owner, okay? And so I am super excited to be able to launch this conference. I do have a huge announcement. And for those who are listening on the podcast, by the time you hear it, I don't know if we'll have any tickets, but as of today, we did calculate the numbers with the team and we are 50% sold out of capacity. So what does that mean? I put the tickets on sale in the public last week, okay? So we are 50% sold out. It is in Los Angeles, California. If you have seen my post on social media or heard me talking about it, and I guess you're waiting maybe to August 1st, you definitely don't want to miss out on a breakthrough that you'll experience by being in a room, not just with therapists, but with like-minded business owners that are therapists. Because with the Therapist Deserve Abundance Conference, we're going to be covering the good, the bad, and the ugly for your business. We're going to talk about some uncomfortable, not uncomfortable where you don't want to be there, but in terms of these conversations are not really discussed at all. Typically, when you go to conferences, it's primarily focused on all the great things that are going to happen. And when you don't cover preparation of ups and downs of entrepreneurship, you may want to throw in the towel. And I'm saying that because I've seen it with my clients where no one sat them down and prepped for there's going to be some rainy days. There's going to be some days where you have to work longer than you anticipate. 
There's going to be days where you realize you need to get stuff off your plate and you need to delegate, but you don't know how. There's going to be days where you really want to go talk to somebody to express yourself and talk about your frustration, but you have nobody to talk to. You feel like you can't connect with somebody or maybe people are not available, right? There's going to be some days where because you don't look at your finances, you know, it might be a little shaky. Now, we don't want those things to happen, but the bottom line is I want to create a safe space for you all to talk about it. So what will that look like, Dr. TK? Well, I'm glad you asked. We are going to be in a room at the Grand Sheraton downtown Los Angeles. We're going to be there for two full days from like 9, 30, 10 until 6 o'clock all day. We will have a lunch. We're going to feed you. Okay. It's going to be very interactive. I am not a host of an event in which you're going to be sitting there watching me and wanting to scroll on your phone. That's a no-no. You will either be turning to people at your table. You will turn to a person at your table. You will turn to the whole table. You will get up from your table. You will walk over to a wall with a big post-it note and you will do an activity. You will do a lot of engaging things to the point where you may not even want to go up and, and go to the restroom. Okay. Like that's how good it's about to be. Okay. So needless to say, if you are sleeping on getting your ticket, this is not the time. Okay. If you may say, I don't have a business yet. Well, I I really want you to be there because I want you to see all things that are possible so that you can determine what level you want to go in on. Do you want to do private practice? Do you want to do streams of income? What what do you want to do? Right. We're going to be talking about all things business ownership, including mindset, wealth, and abundance, okay? So that concludes the live streaming of this epic podcast. I definitely want to thank everybody for tuning in um, and also holding on as we just experience a little blackout on my camera, but nevertheless, I'm still here. Um, If you are watching this now and or later, can you please do me a favor and let me know you enjoyed this information by subscribing to the channel. Also, your comments go a long way because the platform, when they see comments and they see engagement, that means that they know that the information that I provide is very valuable. And that means that we can push it out to some of those red lighters, right? Because one of the reasons why a lot of clinicians may not grow as big as they could and should may be because they're not connected to the right circle like yourself, if you're in our community or even just to free content, to say the least, okay? Um, Share this video with a friend. They can watch it immediately on demand on YouTube. If you're tuning in from the podcast, then this will be aired a little, you know, a week or two after. Um, But nevertheless, I just wanted to hop on here to give some valuable content this week. I definitely appreciate your time. And if you want daily affirmations, then you see on the screen, all you have to do is text the word abundance to 310-388-8603. Our theme of this week is elevation, but pretty much we have a theme every single week and I will either send you, and it's not just only for therapists, but a lot of the therapists are on there because that's part of my community. Um, But we send out affirmations, journaling prompts, take fast action, or I may even ask you a question in which I want you to reply. So I hope that you enjoyed yourself today. Enjoy the rest of your week. This is Mental Health Awareness Month, but you should be taking care of your mental health every single day. I will see you in the next video and podcast. Have a great day. Bye. 
Thank you so much for listening to the podcast episode today. I am super excited to see your growth in your business, career, money, and relationships. Be sure to check me out on Instagram at Dr. TK Psych, where you can find daily inspiration and tips to live your abundant lifestyle. 